I'm going to assume you read the title of the episode. And did you think, what the heck, a talking dog? But you read correctly, and we're going to talk about, you guessed it, a talking dog. This story is also a continuation of the Campbell Street House stories that we've been telling for the last few episodes. And if you haven't listened to those, you should definitely back up and check it out because we're setting the stage here for a grand finale. So if you haven't, go back a couple episodes and catch up. These stories are going to keep building up until we get to a final story that, as an adult, still scares me when I think of it. I'm your host, Regina Helton, and welcome to History and Mysteries. As I wrote this story while preparing for the episode, I couldn't help but think, no wonder I started a podcast. This is exactly why I started a podcast. This content, these stories, they are just too good not to share. This week's story is, not surprisingly, another one of my favorite stories of all time. And I know that I say that each week and I can't help it. The Campbell Street House was just so fascinating and spooky and filled with some of the best spooky and scary stories that have been passed down and shared from multiple perspectives over the years. With many of the family members being gone, it's hard to know if a fully accurate story is being told. But I can say this. Not much about these stories has ever changed over the years, even down to the minor details and the rationale the people who experience the stories try to use to explain them. Which lets me know these stories are true or my family members are truly bored and have great memories to hold all their wild imagination-filled stories. The story of the talking dog is almost always told exactly the same with very minor changes. My mother tells the story the best, and I've heard my mother, father, and grandmother's version of the story, and once again, there are barely any differences. The story goes that after church one night, after the church bus had dropped off my grandma and mother at the house, they heard what sounded like a woman screaming for help in the alley next to the house. Help me is what she said over and over again. The Campbell Street house sat next to an alley, and it wasn't out of the ordinary to hear people fighting or arguing in the alley. In fact, when we get into some of the other stories, you'll hear my mother use this thought process over and over again to try and explain something away. Anyway, they started to think, oh, well, you know, we need to go find this woman. Was she being attacked or was she in trouble? So they started looking for her. They looked down the alley and they didn't see anyone. And by this time, my dad had joined the search party. So all three stood outside wondering and trying to find the source of this screaming woman. Over and over again, they heard her yelling, help me. And when they would call out to her, she just kept saying the same thing. They started following the sounds of her cries. And after some time, her cries led them to a pretty startling discovery. On the side of the house, near the front windows, in the bushes, was a small dog. A small, scared, little black dog. A dog that was yelling, you guessed it, help me. 
They each stood there in disbelief, and by this point, some neighbors had joined in, and someone had even called the Detroit Police Department. When the police arrived, they too stood in shock at the little sad black dog yelling over and over again for help. The dog was tucked back into the bushes, just asking for help. The police said, no, no, we're not touching the dog, and they said that animal control would come. And this is where the story starts to drop off, because by this time, anyone listening to the story is trying to figure out the how and why a tiny little dog would be yelling for help. How and why are the biggest unanswered questions. For years, my grandma and mom would just say the same thing. They had no idea. It made no sense to them. The dog had no obvious signs of needing help, and they were all just stuck on the fact that it was, well, talking. As I grew up and into my early 20s, when I would have my grandma tell me this story, I would get to this exact part where I would be persistently asking, what do you think it wanted? Or what do you think was wrong with it? How was it talking? What do you think it needed? And I can still see and hear my grandma chuckle and fight back laughter since she knew the story was a mix of odd, scary, and maybe even darkly funny. And she would just say, well... I think it needed help. (laughs) That's your story for this week. A little history, mystery, and some dark humor. If you enjoyed this episode, there are tons of ways that you can stay involved with the podcast. You can... Follow along on Spotify, Instagram at History and Mysteries, or the website historyandmysteries.com. And please tell everyone you know, anyone who enjoys mysterious events, spooky history, unexplained events, or paranormal encounters. And if you have a scary story that you'd like to submit, you can do that through the website at historyandmysteries.com. And if you would like to support this podcast through the fan club, you can also check that out on the website as well. Thanks!